Green light. Amen. Y'all hear me now? Amen. We're going to pray for him before we leave. Amen. God's already got this, y'all. And you pray for him, the Lord will help him and just encourage him and, and the church and revive. Our nation, we said this Saturday at the association meeting, it was said multiple times and everybody's in agreement with it. Our nation's in a mess. Yes, it is. Amen. Uh, probably the worst that we've ever seen. I, I work, I was in Concord today when I was talking to Brother Diz trying to get home and like I never got home. The devil didn't want me to be here tonight. I got on 485 and there was a wreck on 485 and I finally got off that road to get on 85. There's another wreck on 85. I said, it's every day over here. People can't drive on the other side of Charlotte, y'all. They can't drive in Gastonia either, y'all. Lord, help them. Amen. And, and I finally got home. And uh, But listen, we I don't know about you, but I worked... This 23-year-old, and he, he's a Latino, and he doesn't speak English very well. And, and he asked me today, he said, Richard, he said, growing up, he said, was it this bad growing up? I said, no. It wasn't this bad me growing up. And I, 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 we talked about this the other night, my wife and I. They said there was a recession in 1982. <laughs> and I said, Janet, what they <laughs> we were dating then. I don't know. I don't remember a recession. Amen. <laughs> We didn't hear about it on TV, amen. It wasn't plastered on the news, amen. We didn't have one channel saying one thing and another channel saying another thing, and we didn't know who to believe, amen. And if our president came on TV, bless God, we all knew something bad was going on, amen. Now it's every day. And I don't even know half what he says, amen. He don't even know half of what he says. Let's just get real tonight, amen. Let's just get real, amen. We're in a mess. Spiritually, the church is in a mess, amen. I preached a message at the association meeting. Brother Jeff was there Saturday. It's good to see you, preacher. Good to see you too, Brother Scotty. And uh, about what's it going to take when Paul and Silas entered into Thessalonica in Acts chapter 17, they went to Jason's house, some of them of the Bazer sword, because they said they've come to our city. It's them too that's turned the world upside down. I don't hear them saying that about us. Amen. Boy, I walk in Walmart, they don't know who I am. Amen. They don't know you either. Boy, they knew them too. They said they had, it troubled them, amen. What they had and what they said and what they preached troubled them people, amen. And I believe it's time for God's people to rise up, amen, and be what we're supposed to be and be who we're supposed to be, amen, that what we're doing disturbs, amen, our nation tonight. Uh, I, I, my wife asked me, she saw John Hagee on TV the other night. She said, where's he been? I said, with the rest of them, <laughs> Amen. You don't see none of them. Where is everybody at? Amen. I said this the other day. It seems like something happened when Billy Graham died. Amen. Listen, what we've got didn't die when Billy Graham died. Amen. 
It didn't go away when he went away, amen. God's still on the throne. God's still in control, amen. And God's people right now, we better get back to being about God's business, amen, and attending to God's business the way God intended for us to do it, amen. And if you ain't blessed, God, just get out of the way and let somebody else do it, amen. We're running out of time. We went a long time coming in and out, coming in and out, coming in and out, coming in and out, and nothing going on. And you know what God did? Shut the thing down. I hope that woke you up, amen. That's what happened, amen. We were just cruising. I mean, nothing really going on, nothing really happening. Everybody thought it was, and there wasn't nothing going on. God said, I'll show them, bless God. He just shut the thing down, amen. What are you doing? We, I, what are you doing to, to disturb the people you work with? <laughs> Amen. Yeah, man. Do they say that about you when they see you? Uh-huh. I know him. <laughs> I've, I've had somebody say that about you. <laughs> Amen. Do they say that, y'all? I got on something when I was preaching that and I went back and studied it so I'm going to preach it tonight. Amen. If you have your Bibles, 1 Kings chapter 19 because I made a statement when I was preaching and I just made the statement but I went back and studied on it. So I'm going to preach on it now. Amen. I didn't, I didn't preach on this Saturday but I'm going to preach on it tonight. I believe it's what God would have us. I don't believe the devil want me to be here to start with. Amen. 1 Kings 19 verse 19. You there? So he parted thence, talking about Elijah, and found Elijah, the son of Zaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him. And he with the twelfth, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen, and gave unto the people, and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah, and ministered unto him. Father God, we want to thank you once again for the privilege, Lord, that we have to call on your name. God, we want to thank you tonight, Lord, for the singing tonight, God, that has richly blessed our hearts here tonight. God, I thank you, Lord, for the songs that have been sung that uplifted our Savior tonight, God. Lord, I thank you for the reading of your word. I thank you, God, for an opportunity to stand and preach your word. And God, I pray for your help. I pray for your help tonight, God, that unction, the anointing of God tonight, Lord, that you would move in this place tonight. God, may your will be done. God, would you move on every pew. God, move in every heart. God, move in every home. God, would you revive your people, Lord. Revive this nation, God. Lord, have your way. May your will be done, Father, and God will praise you. 
God, we'll certainly thank you for all that you do in Jesus' name and all of God's people saying, I do want to thank God for the singing tonight. Amen. Because it sets the tone. Makes it easy. Hey, man, you've been in church where it didn't have no singing. You try to preach. Yeah, it's hard, ain't it? Amen. But boy, when they get up and they do like what they did, amen, it makes it a whole lot easier because music sets the tone. It sets the stage, amen, for everything. It does. That's why you need good music in your church. Amen. If you don't have a piano player, bless God, pray for one because it sets the tone. You, you, Christmas shopping, you go shopping, here's what you hear. Dun, 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 dun. Get one of these, buy one of these. It sets the tone, amen. Bless God, the table's been set tonight, amen. Makes it real easy, amen. I, I got to thinking about this passage of Scripture, amen. And what the Bible says when you read this, there's a couple of things that stick out, amen, about Elijah. He was known, amen, listen, as just a plow boy. He worked in the fields holding on, the Bible said, to that plow, amen, that was pulled behind them oxen as he went out there for his daddy, amen, and worked in that field and was laboring in the field. Here it is for his father. That's what we learn about Elijah, amen. He's out there in the heat of the day, amen, tilling up that hard ground, amen. I do believe the father needs some folks in the field right now. Amen, that'll plow the field. Amen, tear some soul up. Amen, because right now it's hard, amen. Second thing, watch this now. He's out there doing that, minding his own business. Hey man, uh, he wasn't on the cell phone. Hey man, he wasn't. He wasn't calling his neighbor up. I know he's out there laboring for the Father, minding his own business. Hey man, not bothering anybody. Hey man, the son of Japhat, the Bible says, he's over all the workers. And here it is, he himself sat there working too. Hey man, I, I believe it's time that everybody got involved in this. Hey man, don't just leave it up to your pastor. Don't just leave it up to the man of God. It's time that God's people got about God's business. Amen. And if you ain't going to be, shame on you. Amen. After all he's done for us. Amen. After all he's done for us. Amen. Can we not spend some time? Amen. The Bible says the field is white and ready for harvest. But the labors are few. Therefore pray that the Lord of the harvest will send some labors in the field. Amen. I believe it's time we got back out yonder, amen. I believe it's time we went back outside the church, amen. There's something going on out there, amen. I know we all worried about what's going on in here. It's the Father's house. Everything's fine in the Father's house, amen. We ought to be worried on what's going on out there. They're dying and going to hell out there, amen. Elijah's a plow in that field, minding his own business, amen. And one day unannounced, uh, uh, the prophet, uh, the man of God. Uh, hey man, the Bible said the preacher came by. Uh, hey, you remember that day the preacher came by? <laughs> I don't, uh, my dad never went to church through the last five years of his life. 
I was raised up in a home of an alcoholic, and we, and we didn't have a Bible in our home. We never went to church. I, I never saw my mama sitting on a church pew for, until the last five years of my dad's life when he got saved. And mom and dad finally came, and they both got saved. But then, then they, God took them home. And I, I, I prayed that prayer too. That my dad got sick, and I said, Lord, take him now. Hey man, when you got him, you take him. I was afraid my daddy would turn back to alcohol, to be honest with you. And I knew he was saved, and I just wanted God to take him home because I'd see him again. Amen. And I didn't grow up in a home where they had Bibles, and we didn't, we didn't ever go to church. I don't ever remember sitting and seeing my mama praising God. Amen. I do remember one time when the preacher came by our house, and my daddy said, Tell him we ain't home. Of course, my mama went to the door and she said, he ain't here. He said, well, I'll be back. We just tell Cecil we're praying for him. My daddy didn't like, didn't care too much for preachers because they got hurt by one. See, my dad, my dad was in, in church. My, my dad went to church. My dad taught Sunday school. Parkdale Baptist Church was right down in the same neighborhood of the church I pastored. Well, my daddy taught Sunday school. And before I was ever born, my daddy went to church one Sunday morning. And the preacher didn't show up. His pastor didn't show up. And he asked one of the deacons, where's brother so-and-so? And they said, Cecil, we hate to have to tell this and hate to have to share this with the church. But he won't be here today. He ran off with some lady in the church. And that did something to my daddy that day that my daddy left that church and never went back. You better be careful what you do. You, you better be careful, amen. I, I, I believe, amen, when they left Bethlehem, Judah, and he took his family down to Moab, he died in Moab, amen. I'm working on a message right now, and if God let me preach it here, I will, on why good men die in Moab. Why do good people die outside the church? Could it be what's going on in the church? Come on. At the house of God. Amen. Amen. Listen, aren't you glad there was a day that the preacher came by your way? He's out there minding his own business. The Bible says he's just a plowing. And oh, Elijah took that. Amen. That mantle off of him. And he went and all he done was placed it on him and it tore the boy up. Amen. Amen. I mean, just tore him up. Amen. That he did. Amen. Something that I've never seen anybody else do in the Word of God. Amen. He went back home. He killed the cows and burned the plows. Amen. I won't preach on that thought. Killing cows and burning plows. Because the Bible says, hey man, when he placed that mantle on him, hey, he knew something was about to change in his life. Hey man, that mantle, what is that mantle? What was it about that mantle? There wasn't but two people in the Old Testament that wore mantles. 
priests and prophets. Amen. And when they placed one on somebody, it meant they were giving them authority. They were placing the authority that they had, the power that they had on them. Oh, God, help us tonight. Amen. If there's one thing in this world, if there's one thing right now in this nation that God's people need, it's the power of Almighty God to settle on us right now. Amen. What we need is another Pentecost. Yeah, I'll hear, I'll hear this next week. Preacher Cold, I went church on Church of God on us. Honey, it ain't just the Church of God. Hey, man, it ain't just the holiness. It ain't just the Methodist. It ain't just the Baptist. And bless God, it just ain't the free will Baptist. Hey, man, God promised. Hey, man, that mantle, that power upon all his people. Hey, man. And if there's one thing we need right now, amen. You know why we don't have revival? Because the power's gone. Amen. Where's that power at tonight, amen, that they had? Amen, that they had, that Elijah, amen, they did something to him, made him want to go home, amen, and burn them cows, kill them cows, and, and burn them burn them plows, and, amen, and they took it and bought them, made everybody eat it, amen. 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 And that mantle, amen, that mantle, listen, was typically made of animal hair. It was worn by the kings and the prophets and the priests. Amen. That mantle is symbolic. Amen. Of the Holy Ghost of God. And we need it right now, church. We need the Holy Ghost of God in His house. Amen. Elijah knew that very moment. He knew that very moment. Now, I don't know how it fell on you. I know how it fell on me. Hey, man, I went in that church a heathen. I went in that church, Brother Scott, a drunk. I went in that church that day a dope addict. I went in that church a heathen. I went in that church on my way to hell. Oh, but something got a hold on me. Hey, man, down there at an altar. Hey, man, that old preacher got down there. They put their hands on me. And they prayed that God would save me. That God would come in my heart. That God would do something. Hey man, I don't know how it happened. Bless God, I just know what happened. Something got a hold of me, amen. It got a hold of me, amen. And it ain't letting me go, bless God. If it didn't get a hold of you, you didn't get it. I didn't get a hold of him. <laughs> No, he got a hold of me. Amen. No, he got a hold of me. Amen. I didn't know where he was. But bless God, he knew exactly where I was. Amen. I couldn't see him, but he sure could see me. Amen. And it got a hold of me. Amen. And did something more. Elijah knew. Amen. There's a calling. Amen. That was going to be placed on him that his life would no longer be the same. And if you're no different now than you were the day or the night or the time that it got on you, it didn't get on you. (laughs) Amen. Because when it gets on you, it changes you. Hey, man, you know that moment. I knew that very moment. I got up from there. 
Bless God, I felt different. Amen. I mean, there was something going on in here. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't explain it. I just know there was something going on. Amen. It was going on inside me. Oh, yeah, here it is. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. Hollywood. Because that with them, all them movies, and they show them things are moving around in the bellies and the aliens. And I got one better than that. <laughs> I got one a turning and a turning and a burning in me. Bless God, He lets me know, Amen, that He's there, and this is real, y'all. It's called the Holy Ghost of God, Amen. And when God places that mantle on you, it's a calling of God on your life for you to be different. And if you ain't different, you need to go home tonight and kill some cows and burn some plows. Hey Amen. There's some things I believe tonight that we ought to go home. Hey Amen. And just slay them things. Get rid of them. Hey Amen. If it's a hindering you from serving God, if it's a hindering you from walking with God, you ought to get rid of it. Hey Amen. I said this Saturday, I'll say it again tonight. If that computer is hindering you from serving God, you ought to get rid of it. Amen. I don't have one. I don't want one. I don't need one. My life was just fine without it. I tried that thing. Hey man, I got a smartphone. It's smarter than I am. I said, Sophia, look this up for me, honey. She'll say, Papa, really? <laughs> If your TV, <laughs> there was a time when some men of God wouldn't even have one. <laughs> and then we got one and we got every channel. Hey man, from here to Cancun or Cancun. Hey man, from here to Hong Kong or from here to China. I mean, we got everything pumped right in our living room and it's as filthy and ungodly as it's ever been. Hey man, and then we wonder where the power of God's at. I'm going to tell you where it left. Hey man. We need to kill some things. Hey man, we need to get rid of some things. If it's a hindering you from serving God, you ought to get rid of it. Amen. That's what he did. That's the example he set into us. Amen. When he did this, because he knew there's a calling on his life. Oh, I, I heard you. I heard you. I'm not. God didn't call me to be a preacher. No, he called you to be a Christian. Yeah. There's a calling on your life. He chose you. You didn't choose him. Amen. Huh? Hey. Oh, God help us. Amen. Many are called, few are chosen. Amen. He's called all of us. Amen. Every one of us. Amen. We're to call. We are called. We are called to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world and let that world outside this church know there's help and there's hope. He's alive. He ain't dead. Bless God. Where are we at tonight? Amen. Where's the power at? Settled on you. Placed that mantle on him. And when it did immediately, right then, that moment, I knew that night, something's different. Something ain't the same. 
Oh, yeah. It's so real that when you get up the next day, it's still there. <laughs> Amen. And he lets you know. He lets you know he's there. Uh, I went into that same store. I worked at a machine shop and, and right over the overhead bridge, we called it there in Bessemer City, there used to be a pack-and-go store and you can go in there and buy drinks and beer and all kind of stuff. And I knew then and back then, as ungodly as I was, I could down two Budweiser's before I got over that bridge and go to work every day. And I got up that Monday morning and I'm headed over that overhead bridge. <laughs> it, it got better and it got sweeter Scott cause I walked in that store and something I was ahead of that counter let's get real tonight hey man I've only been saved about 18 hours now okay I was ahead of that counter when something spoke to me I looked around and she wasn't there I looked around and the preacher wasn't there and the Holy Ghost of God said you don't drink from that no more hey man we've been drinking from a different fountain hallelujah I'm telling you it's real amen and it sticks with you and it stays with you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Elijah. Say, wait a minute. I got to go do something. Go I got to go get rid of some things. Yeah. You know what he got rid of? Those things, amen, that would have drew him back to that farm. That would have drew him back to that lifestyle. That would have drew him back to where he was. But he got rid of it, amen. And because he knew there was a call on him. Amen. That, that sovereign call. Elijah about. Amen. His normal daily business of plowing in the field. Hey, I just went to church. I'll be honest with you. It was like any other day to me because I'd never been. I didn't know what went on in there. I didn't know what happened in there. Oh, but I soon found out they's a different. <laughs> they's something different about that place. Amen. Oh, that's why we need to get them in. Why? Because there's something goes on in here that don't go on out there. God could have chosen anybody else that day. Could have chosen anybody. Probably, no doubt, some more qualified. Because the Bible says, amen, He's just a, a plow boy. And I don't know where you come from. Where I come from, we call that a country boy. Are there any country boys in here? Hey, man. Hey, he's just an old country boy. Hey, man, that God said, I think I can use him. I'm going to put my mantle on him. I'm going to choose him. I'm going to save him. i got to work I can do through him. Amen. Aren't you glad God came out of all the people at night? Scott, have all the, all the people in that church. Something settled on that pew. <laughs> and it just didn't settle on that pew. 
it settled on one on that pew. Because, see, there was five others on that pew. But they didn't get what I got. Amen. I don't know what happened to them. I don't know why they didn't get it. Amen. All I know, amen, is that preacher said, come like you are. Are you going to die and go to hell? And I didn't want to go to hell. I can't get I didn't have nothing. Amen. I wasn't nothing. And I still ain't nothing. But I gave it all to him. Amen. And he said, I'll take that. Amen. Just an old country boy, the Bible says, out there plowing, doing about his daily business. Amen. In the New Testament, the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ came to seek and to save that which is what? Aren't you glad he came? Aren't you glad he sought after you? Aren't you glad he found out where you were? Aren't you glad he came to where you were? Amen. I can't explain God's sovereign choice completely. No. I can't. I don't know why there was two others on. My, my, now, 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 my, 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 she was my girlfriend at the time. We've been together ever since. God did something. God saved me and her. Uh, it's a two for one deal. <laughs> yeah, she said, if he's going, I'm going. But there was others on that pew. Didn't make a move. Isn't it amazing how that happens in church? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I've never understood it. And, and I can't explain God's sovereign choice tonight. I, I know I can't. Amen. I don't understand it completely. No, I don't understand it completely. Have I experienced it? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, amen. And so if you, if you say tonight, amen, you know exactly what I'm talking about, amen. No doubt. No doubt about it. I'm saved. Amen. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. I know I'm saved. Amen. It ain't a hope so. Amen. It ain't a maybe so. Bless God, you better know so. Amen. And if you know that you're saved, something got on you that day. Amen. Something got down in you. I said it got down in you. Amen. And you can't hide it. And you ought to quit denying it. Amen. Amen. Some of you just need to, what's the word I'm looking for? Get undignified one time. Just one time. I'd like to see it, wouldn't you? Amen, preacher. Amen. That's the word. Amen. Get undignified and get sanctified. Hey, I've seen them come in the house of God for years and just sit there and stare at I had one stare at me like that last night, amen. I said, what in the world's wrong with her? I believe her dog died or her cat run or something happened that one before she come to church. Amen. I mean, just, no, can't, can't get a holy grunt. Nothing, nothing. You remember the story, the woman with the issue of blood, ladies, when Jesus, hey, when she touched the hem of his garment 
And something went out of him and went into her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, man, something transferred from him onto her. He called it power. Hey, man. He said, somebody touched me. Peter said, what are you talking about, Lord? Everybody said, no, no, no. I perceived it virtue. Yeah. Something went out of me. Hey, man, when she touched me. And the Bible said he looked around and she was not hid. You can't hide it when Jesus gets on you. You can't hide it when the Holy Ghost gets on you. Hey man, I believe you'll see it in the choir. Hey man, I believe if God ever gets on you, if God ever saves you, hey man, if God ever brings you out of pit to hell, if God ever changes your heart, hey man, if God ever heals your body, if God ever does, I believe you'd at least go, whoopee. The Bible says you couldn't hide it. Amen. I'd like to see some of them, preacher, just get real. Amen. Hey, there was a day, there was a time that we saw it like that. What changed? Thank you. Wasn't him. Wasn't the Holy Ghost. Uh-uh. Jesus said, Malachi, I change not. He ain't changing, amen. What happened? When I first got saved, man, I, I got in at the right time, I guess. I'm glad I got in when I got in. Amen. And if I wasn't in, I'd get in right now. Yes, sir. Because we're running out of time to get in. That's right. Amen. I remember going to church, amen, 39 years ago, and them ladies were shouting and the makeup was running down their face. I mean, they were squalling. That's what got me that night. Amen. That preacher got to preaching on heaven. He preached on hell that morning, tore me up. I mean, I left there mad. I didn't go. I didn't get saved that morning. Amen. I got saved that night because I wasn't going back, but she said, you got to go back. So I went back. Amen. I've been doing what she says ever since. <laughs> don't, don't tell her I said that. Cut that out of that. Cut that. You, you edit that thing right now. You're going back. And he got the preaching on heaven. Hey man, I looked over there and, and she was a crying. Her mama was a crying. That preacher was a crying. And the next thing, I was a crying. Yeah. Yeah. Tore me up. Hey man. And I'm glad I got in. I'm glad I got in, amen. And I seen them shout, y'all. I seen them thrown out of the choir, run down the aisles. Hey, man, we've seen, uh, hey, the the bobby pins, they're flopping on the walls. I mean, sound like BBs hitting the wall, amen. The preacher go out there, he looked like he'd been in a fight. I mean, ringing wet, soaked to his head, to his toes, because he preached so hard. Boy, do we preach like that now? They think something wrong with us. That's the sweatiness, man, I've ever seen. I don't sweat nowhere but here. (laughs) Amen. You think I sweat on my job? I don't work that hard. (laughs) No, sir, amen. They don't pay me enough money to do that. Uh Uh-uh. No, that's something different, y'all. That's right. Something gets on you. Yeah. Hey, man, it's a calling of God. Where's it at? Where's it at? It's real, ain't it? Hey, man, 
It doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. And God, if He saved you, if He brought you out of that pit you was in, if He brought you out of that place you was at, He's placed a calling on you. Amen. Was He qualified? Probably not. But I got news for you. God's not looking for qualified people. Amen. God's just looking for somebody that will make themselves available unto Him. Amen. And if you knew my story, y'all, uh, I wasn't saved in a couple of years. Uh, I didn't know anything about the Bible when I got saved. I, I shared this. My wife had to buy me one of them Bible storybook things uh, because I went in the men's class. No, Brother Randy Thomas was a teaching in the men's class and teaching about Jonah and being swallowed by a whale. And I was like, Where's that? I never read that. <laughs> What magazine was that in? I never read that Sports Illustrated magazine. Amen. Man got swallowed by a whale. That ought to be a Sports Illustration. Amen. It ought to be somewhere. Amen. But he talked about it. And I said, I don't know nothing about this thing. I walked out there. I said, I ain't going back in there. She said, why? I said, I don't know what they're talking about. She got me one of them little Bible storybook things. And I started reading about all these stories in the Bible. Tore me up. And then I started praying that God would give me knowledge and wisdom of his word. A couple of years went by and my pastor came to me and he said, we're going to have a lecture. Would you like to teach a class? I said, you want me to teach somebody about the Bible? I said, I don't think I'm qualified. He said, I ain't looking for somebody qualified. (laughs) (laughs) Tore me up. I said, well, what are you looking for? He said, I'm just looking for somebody that will make themselves available unto God. Amen. And if you'll study that book and study that lesson and teach these kids, God will help you and them. I said, I'll do it. (laughs) I taught that class for 11 years. (laughs) Had a good time doing it too. Amen. I remember when God called me to preach, preacher. I was tore up about it. I told everybody. I went to my preacher, my pastor, Brother Gaither, and I said, I think God's called me to pray. better pray about that. <laughs> yeah. I've been praying about it. I told my wife, she said, you better pray about that. I've been praying about it. I told her daddy, because he was a deacon in our church, I said, Johnny, I feel like God wants me to preach. You better pray about that. Yeah. I've been praying. Old Norman Perkins came to our church, good Lord. That man had the biggest hands I'd ever seen on a man. And old Norman preached a message on Wednesday night about going the second mile. He said, there's somebody in this church tonight, God's calling you. He's putting a calling on your life, and he wants you to go further and do more than you've ever done for him. And you ought to surrender that call tonight. I didn't do it. I got scared. I went home, bothered me all night. I couldn't sleep. I got up the next day and went to my daddy. And my daddy was painting a car. And I said, Dad, I need to talk to you. My daddy thought there was something wrong with my marriage. Ain't nothing wrong with my marriage. He said, are you sick? I said, no, I'm not sick. He said, what's wrong with you, son? I said, Daddy, I ain't slept all night. I said, I, I believe God's calling me to preach his word. And I told you my daddy was a backslidden Sunday school teacher. Ain't been in church in a long time. He took that old mask off and sat down on a bench over there and he said, I'm going to tell you what to do. (laughs) This backslidden man, my daddy, gave me the best advice that anybody ever gave me. 
He looked at me and he said, son, you do what's in your heart and you don't listen to nobody else. Well, I went back to church that Thursday night and that's my conference. <laughs> why? I'm going to tell you why. Something got on me. Amen. It's a calling. You can't get away from it. Amen. If God's calling you to do something tonight, amen, you ought to do it. And if there's something hindering you, amen, from doing If I could sing like that, I'd sing. Amen. I can't sing like that. If I could play, what's that little bitty guitar? I believe that's my size. Amen. <laughs> now, I seen the King James. Well, he got that big old bass thing. He come in here with a little bitty one. Did y'all hear the noise come out of that thing? Yeah. Sounded good, Sounded didn't it? Good. Amen. God gives you something to do. Why aren't you doing it? Your pastor should not be begging. Amen. He never had to beg me to do it. He asked me, and I said, Gaither, I'll have to pray about that. And it wasn't long God told me. God showed me. But what's hindering you? Whatever it is, you ought to go home tonight, kill some cows, burn some plows. Amen. The Father's business, y'all. When's somebody going to get serious about it? We're so, this is what bothers me, okay? Can we get real in here tonight? Here's what bothers me. We can do everything we want to do. When we want to do it, how we want to do it, it don't even matter how much money it costs. That's right. We gonna do it. Take a loan out to go to Disney World. Just because you want to go see the gay may. I don't. Don't get mad at me. Bless God. They said it. Amen. I don't want to go down there. We had a couple come from our church just got back, and I asked him. I said, Jay, how was it? He said, They're everywhere. He said, you see them walking together everywhere. I don't want to see that. No. I don't want my grandkids Amen. exposed to it. Right. Amen. Yes, they ought to shut the place down. Amen. Get mad if you want to. I don't care. They ought to shut it down. Amen. Amen. Oh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll go take a loan out to go down there. Yeah. And we'll go to the beach and we'll go everywhere we want to go and do everything we want to get. But when it comes to God's business. Come on, Amen. Something's wrong. Elijah said, wait a minute. <laughs> he said, wait a minute. I got to go take care of something. He said, what have I got to do with you? Just go do what you got to do. And he went back and kissed his mama bye. Kissed his daddy bye. And before he left, he killed that cow. And he burnt that plow. Because he wasn't going back. Now, now here's where we at. Here's where we at. Remember Peter? God called him. Peter, follow me. Come and I'll make you fishers of men. And the Bible says they dropped those nets. And they went and followed Jesus. Wait a minute. Something happened there. See, Peter didn't go back 
and burn them nets and burn that boat. Listen, listen. I believe he put it in a place where he knew it was. Because in John chapter 21, after Jesus is gone, Peter looks around at all them guys and says, hey, fellas, I'm going fishing. And you know what they all said? We're going with you. And he didn't have to go borrow no boat. He knew exactly where it was. You know what's wrong with us tonight? We need to we need to kill some cows and burn some plows. It's always there. Come on. Come on. That's right. That's right. Ain't nothing wrong going fishing. That's right. As long as you don't put it for him. What did Jesus tell him to do, fellas? Peter, do you love me? Come on. You know I love you. Do you love the Lord tonight? Do you? Do you love the Lord? I, I believe everybody that's saved in here would say the same thing Peter said. Lord, thou knowest I love you. Hey, man, see, somebody in here, you don't just need to kill the cows and burn the plows. You need to count the cost. Amen. Amen. I believe he counted the cost. Peter didn't. Lord, thou knowest I love you. Peter, do you love me? Lord, thou knowest I love you. Simon Barjonas. When Jesus calls you by name, it's like your mama. You better listen. He said, Lord, you know all things. Thou knowest I love you. He said, then feed my sheep. Get off that boat and get back to doing what I called you to do. You know what's happened to us? We quit counting the cost. Somebody in here needs to count the cost tonight. Because what we're doing and being lazy on God like we've gotten, let's just get real tonight. You got children now going to hell. You got family going to hell. You got neighbors going to hell. You've got co-workers going to hell. Have we really counted the cost now? Elisha did. He didn't go back to that. See, that was his livelihood. That's how he made a living. We're going to take over the daddy's business. It was all set up for him. But he counted the cost. And the Bible says he followed after God's man. And because he did that, God placed a double portion. Of the spirit of Elijah upon Elijah. You know why? Because one day in his life he realized it's time for me to kill some cows and burn some plows. Where you at? As we stand tonight, they come and get us a song. Have you counted the cost? Have you surveyed? 
Have you looked around lately? Your family, your house, amen. I don't believe nowheres do I, I read and I went back to make sure, but I couldn't find it. Not one time. Not one time did he ever offer an excuse not to go. I believe tonight God's looking for some men. Fellas, we got to get busy, y'all. I need revival. My, my family needs it. Hey, our church needs it. Your church needs it. This nation needs it. But how many would come tonight to an old-fashioned altar and say, God, would you help us to get whatever it is, whatever it is out of the way, that I can get back to that place where God can use me the way God needs to use me. God, would you give me a double portion? They're still coming. You need to come. God, would, would you pass that mantle on me tonight? Boy, they're still coming. We need revival. I need to kill some things tonight. Need to burn some things. Those things that's hindering us from doing God's work.